welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is sponsored by the new Asgard Tourist Committee. Come experience the magical joys and mystical wonders of new Asgard, just like old Asgard, except here on Earth. Apropos or appropriate for this week, considering that this episode focuses on the latest adventures of Asgard's most revered hero, the god of thunder, Thor. In Love and Thunder, we catch up with Thor as he's traversing the universe. It doesn't take us a lot to see that Thor is the odd man out in this very odd crew. And we soon discover that the god of thunder is having an identity crisis. He's not quite sure of who he is or where he belongs. But during one of their missions, the Guardians received several distress calls. Killing, uh, a God-killing demon, excuse me, Gore the Butcher. And one of those calls is from Thor's dear friend, Sith. So as Thor sets out to save his friend, he also finds himself on a much deeper personal journey. The quest to find inner peace is true purpose. So Tammy, what did you think of Thor, Love and Thunder? Was it a sizzler or a fizzler? <laughs> Was it lightning or quiet peace? Um, <laughs> um, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely a um, good movie. Um, there were some parts that I really, really loved. And there, there were some parts where I was just like, eh, eh. But I understood the parts that I was like, eh, too. I understood the purpose and the reason why um, they were included. See, I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't think you would like this one. Huh. Um, Why? Because it was all emotional. Because that and just I and it was know, silly. Uh, yeah, it just silly. And it was psychedelic. Song. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you just and you didn't seem that excited about it. So um, I wasn't. I'll be honest. Know. I really wasn't. I was more excited than you, and I think my uh, my reaction is a little bit more tepid. Um, I I honestly don't know what to think of Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Bad um, for me. Um, I walked out, and you know me. I wait till the end to read the reviews, um, but sometimes just you can't help. I don't actually read the full reviews. I'll see the titles of some of the reviews and some of the snippets, and I'm like, oh, so I'll. So going in, I kind of knew that, um, you know, it was getting mixed reactions. Um, and after I left, I understood those mixed reactions. But as I was writing this down and writing down my thoughts, I, it actually, I actually had more positive to say about the movie than negative. So. Um, I guess that holds for something. It definitely was not a Ragnarok. Um, it would be hard to follow up Ragnarok, but um, on 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 a source scale, I liked it better than the Dark World. Everybody likes it better than the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know anybody who would pick the Dark World over um, Love and Thunder. Believe it or not friends who saw it uh some of my friends they were like no they even thought it was worse than the eternals you know um no no that's because they got to go back and watch it again so that they can reevaluate their opinion okay it's been too long since they watched the dark world and eternals that's why they can say that they need to go back and watch <laughs> it and then they'd be like 
oh, I was wrong. It's better than Eternals and it's better than the Dark World. Like, I just think it's been too long since they watched the other one. <laughs> they they asked me, you know, I you know I hate spoiling movies for people like um you before we would watch this before we got into this you would ask me about something I'm like you gotta watch it or I'd say do you plan on watching it because if you do I'm just gonna give you a condensed yeah yeah I'm not gonna tell you details so um one of my friends one of my best friends she she's the type she doesn't care she wants to she wants you to spoil the movie right. And so mm-hmm. she asked me about it, and I was like, eh. and I, I, you know, I was like, I didn't, like, but it's better than Dark World and Eternals. And so that's when she told me she watched it, and she goes, no, it's not. I'm like, you're a lie. And then her husband chimed in, I'm like, oh, you're a fucking lie. Like, no. <laughs> like, they, and I was just like, spoke to think it was the worst movie ever. Um, but it wasn't. It was one of the shortest Marvel movies, which surprised me. And I mean, two hours, also, right? Yeah, but I, it's a mixed bag. See, here's where it comes in. So short, you're like, okay, Marvel did a short movie. You're thinking, good. But to me, it kind of, the mixed bag is, it kind of seemed like the plot was rushing. Like, they should have spent more time on certain elements of the story. So, you know, I, I don't know if the the it being a shorter movie worked in its favor or worked against it. What about you? Did that? Um, I'll take it over Doctor Strange 2 any day of the week. That's the movie that I would say Love and Thunder was better than. And I would have, I know it'd be an unpopular opinion because I have, I've talked to people who have a way more positive opinion about Doctor Strange than I did. And I just have to tell them like Doctor Strange is one of my least favorites if not my least favorite, like he is my least favorite uh, Marvel character that has been brought into the universe. But um, Doctor Strange was like, what, almost three hours long, right? Yeah, it's about three and and a half hours. Yeah, and it didn't need that extra half an hour. Like it could have been shorter. So, um, but I felt like, you, you felt like some things were rushed, but I felt like, it was less boring parts because of the fact of like they weren't extending certain things. Like it was always like on to the next, on to the next, which boy, because I think one thing that Marvel has started to do and what I've started to notice is they've, they've been lagging in the middle of their movies. So like their movies are so long that you have parts where I'm just like, Oh my God, this, you could have deleted it. So I like the fact that Thor was back to the original time frame of what movies were or what the original Marvel movies were because then there was always something happening. So it was less likely of me like rolling my eyes or being bored or feeling like tired. And, you know, like I'd rather that than when they extended to almost three hours and you have 40 minutes of it that could have completely been slashed out of the movie. Okay. I I get that. Um, and I'm not saying it needed filler. Uh, I, I agree with you on some things that are were just our filler scenes in some movies, and you're like, yeah, we could have done without this. Um, but like to me, I loved Christian Bell as Gore the God Butcher. Um, I thought, love him or hate him personally, you can't deny the man is a hell of an actor. Um, 
you know he has a reputation for being kind of method, um, like getting really into his roles. He has an, a, a reputation for being not the nicest guy, um, but he's a hell of an actor, and he takes his craft seriously. So just on a professional level, um, I was actually surprised um, that he returned to the superhero realm, especially after Batman. Um, you know, he's the one who kickstarted uh, re-engineering I guess he, he was what they were hoping it would have been um, DC's uh, Iron Man with his Batman series. It just didn't quite work out that way, but his Batman series amazing. Um, so he returns as a villain, and I loved him. I think he did a great job as Gore, um, and I understood his motivation, especially from the beginning. Um, the opening entrance, or the exception thing, or whatever, the pre-credit scenes, um, you understand why he does what he does or why he becomes gore and all of that, his his disdain for the gods in letting his daughter die. You get that, um, especially a guard that uh, revered. And then um, it kind of goes to that whole never meet your heroes type thing because when he meets when he meets this god, he finds out that he's just a, greed, uh, a greedy bastard who who doesn't really care about his ultimate uses to people who worship him as sacrifices and so that considering that you know his daughter in that sense died in vain or for nothing it turns him against the gods um it kind of poisons his soul and and i thought that was great motivation i thought that was probably one of the best moments of storytelling in the movie but they called him gore the god butcher he got this reputation but aside from that, when it was more or less, not, I won't say an accident, but it was more a matter of circumstance. You see how he turns into Gore the God Butcher. I wanted to see him be more of that person. I wanted to see more of his villainy. Um, and I think the character was underutilized in that sense. Um, for, and I'm not saying that just to be grotesque or um, to, to, to be gory about it, um, but I think it would have been good to see more of him in, in that form. Um, and, and I think he, when I say we could have used a little bit more, I think in, in plot points like that, we could have used a little bit more um, of the storytelling. Um, what did you think about Christian Bell in that role? He has a very distinct mouth. <laughs> Sometimes his mouth is a bit distracting. <laughs> That, that was my little funny right there because so I'll be honest. This, you know when I realized that it was Christian Bell when I saw his mouth move. mouth <laughs> when I saw his mouth move and like I'm sitting there and I went with a couple of my um my friends and I'm like that's Christian Bell that's Batman because of course he'll never never live down the fact of like he's Batman and I was just like that's Batman and like my friend leaned over and she was like yeah. And I was just, and all I could think about was how I knew that was him is because oh, he has a very distinct mouth. He has a very distinct way of speaking. And that's how I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, I know who that is. Um, but I liked Christian Bale as um, basically the villain of the movie. I thought he did a great job. I, um, I will disagree on me needing to see, I don't think I needed to see more of him in action on killing more gods. 
I think seeing the scenes that he left behind and hearing them talk about who he was and how why they had to stop him I, that sold that sold it for me um his role and everything like that it made it more mysterious so then you didn't like it it wasn't like everything was revealed at once it was kind of like it led you to your own imagination of just how like bad he was or like how many gods he was just stabbing in the throat or whatever um, but I didn't necessarily need to see it. I guess it, it led mystery to it. And I, I like the fact of there was still a certain type of mystery to it. So it wasn't like in your face every single time. And sometimes those are the best villains when they're not in your face with everything. But when you're like, ooh, like, because for a minute, I was like, ooh, how are they going to be able to convince him? Like, are they going to be able to convince him? Because he seemed like he fully gone. Like, <laughs> So, um, so that was like a surprise um, to me. I understood why he, I, I'll agree with you on that. I understood why he turned um, into the God killer. I think he was fully justified in that because the God that he worshiped was a horrible God, a horrible God. Um, and didn't understand of like, you got, there's a role you got to play. Okay. You got to pretend like you love these people that worship you. And he just was not on that level. Um, so I understood his uh, justification on how he became the god killer and wanted to, you know, kill all the gods. Um, but I like I like the mystery. I, I like the fact that I didn't get to see him just, you know, killing all of them. But it was more on you just see them all on the ground, and I was like, oh shoot, like he really going ham on these people, okay, kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think like in a scene where I think it would have done better to connect the entire story was probably one of the first where we saw Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy and he went in to save that temple which he ends up destroying. Oh, um, I love that part where he goes, and you, the god of destruction. <laughs> and, he goes, and the guy goes, I don't want to talk about the temple. No, I do not want to talk about the like, I'm getting, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. Yeah. Let's not talk about the temple. It's kind of like that point where, okay, dude, I realize I shouldn't view you because you are for to save my life and our livelihood, but you destroyed the most sacred thing that we had that I asked you specifically to protect. To so it's kind of like it was kind of like the dude was trying to balance the lesser of the three, the lesser of the two situations. Where he's just like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Like, I realize it happened, and I realize a lot worse could have happened, but I'm still pissed off that that happened. So let me just give you my gratitude and get you to fuck on your way. So like, That's why he gave him the goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he gave him the noisy goats that kept screaming. So it was just like, yeah. So I mean, but in in that part, I think it could have done better to make the connection because it took you a while to to connect that hey, that was actually one of Gore's scenes. So maybe if we had seen him them fighting the people or seen Gore somewhere or some sign of Gore, then it made it make a little bit more sense. And um it could have. It, it also, I think, would have gone a ways to show us how just how lost Thor was, because it's like he really didn't care until someone said something to snap him. 
it was I forgot what they said to snap him out of it because he was just sitting there on that mountain or on that cloud or whatever trying to meditate or whatever and then someone finally someone said something he was just like okay let me go do this you know so it just showed it, it it showed how far off he was and I think it would have made a better connection because truly he didn't get involved until they got the distress call from Sith and then you know um and then when he went back home back to Asgard or new Asgard so she could get help and treatment that he sees Mighty Thor who's his former girlfriend Jane um Natalie Portman did a great job we'll talk about that in a minute and then um when Gore comes to so you know um so i think beforehand they could have done a little bit more although that was a bit gore scene you kind of saw what he was capable of and just how strong he was in being able to fight or have some resistance against thor and his weapons so what did you think about natalie portman's return as the mighty thor it was great it was great i loved it it. she did a fantastic Um, job she did and i i just wish we had more of her and there's one thing I didn't understand. Like, my is okay, the hammer caught out to her. And, it, it, and when you, specifically when she was reading about the hammer, it promises you what health. So, if the hammer called out to her, I don't understand why it was killing her other than to say that she was human and she couldn't handle it. But to me, it seems like it was, if it called out to her and it made the promise, we see. In, in some of the backstory scenes, which I thought the backstory scenes between Jane and Thor were great to kind of close the gap between uh, Dark World and the second Avengers movie or where they had broken up, or was it the second or third Avengers movie where they had broken up? Honestly, don't remember. It was just so many of them in between. Yeah, it, I think, yeah, between, between the Dark World and whatever Avengers movie it was, I want to say two or three where they had broken up so I think they did a good job of with those flashback montages of showing their relationship and what actually happened. So kudos to them on that. But so if it had made the promise to Thor to protect her, I don't understand why wielding the hammer would kill her. So I thought that may have been one of the plot holes. Um, and necessarily, even if it's a metamorphosis she I think it should have been some kind of trial to have a reborn as a god, although I'm pretty sure that this is probably not the last we've seen of the Mighty Thor, at least I hope not in some sense, because I loved her as Jane, and I also loved her as the Mighty Thor, like she kicked Oh, she done. She done. They got her back just to do this movie. So she's dead, dead? Yeah, like... Um, Natalie Portman didn't want to do any more movies like it's too commitment heavy and so um, she wasn't planning on doing any more movies that's why I was a little surprised when like um, everybody was just like oh my god when like she came out and showed that like the next movie she was going to be Thor Um, like it was a big thing because she had already said multiple times that she was done with the Thor series so her coming back like this was her hurrah like this was her final like stint in the Marvel universe. I think that's bad. Really? I do. Like I like my Thor, and that takes me to my next thing. Like, okay, so I love Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. I liked how they did the 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 the, the story, but 
I also love Valkyrie. I loved her chemistry. I love Tessa Thompson. Um, even when I was supposed to hate her on Veronica Mars, I love her character. Um, she played the perfect bitchy character, and I know people didn't really like her on Veronica Mars, her character, but she, she, you know. Um, but I've been a fan of her since then. You didn't watch Veronica Mars, did you? Absolutely not. Oh my gosh. I tried. Um, it wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea. I did watch the last season. So I did get like fully involved in like um the last season of Veronica Mars. I've seen the movies. I saw the first movie, not the second one. Um, but yeah, I, I was not like an absolute fan of Veronica Mars because the first season did not get make me a fan of the show. Like I was not one of those that fell for it. I was probably one of those that ultimately like helped kill it because I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's a great cult show. I, I like I had it on, like I had it on DVD. You know, back when we bought DVDs, I bought the whole series on DVD. Loved it. And then once we converted from DVDs, I reinvested in the series on digital. Have the movie. Have the last season on. I think it's a little on the last season on Hulu. Um, that's like going back to one of those things I don't want to talk about because I get mad every time I think about it. <laughs> but um, so Tessa Thompson basically got her one of her her start her early in her career on Veronica Mars. I loved her in the Valkyrie. I love the story. I love her as the king, um, King Valkyrie, um, heavy as the head that wears the crown. I thought she was a, a little underutilized in this. Um, it wasn't her show. So having said that, um, I would love to see a series on Disney Plus, maybe, you know, since that's what they seem to be doing with the Valkyrie. I think she deserves her own series. And I was going to say that I even think the Mighty Thor should. I just love their sisterhood and their bond. Um, so I'm putting it out there. I wouldn't mind seeing the Valkyrie series on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Is that uh-huh in agreement or uh, I'm in agreement with half of that. Like I think a Valkyrie C- series would be good, but I think a Valkyrie series with her sisters would be great. Like watching her rebuild um the sisterhood that, you know, was destroyed. Um was it Ragnarok is when they show them um show them all dying except for her um but i'm okay with oh yeah um, Jane Foster. She, was a, she was a former valkyrie yeah um yeah. but i'm okay with jane foster dying i i loved how the ending went with her like that opened up to discussion because people were like oh like where is she gonna end up and everything like that like i i like that i wouldn't I wouldn't be a fan of them bringing her bringing her back because I think that whole storyline served an ama- like it served a purpose and it did an amazing job of showing growth of Thor because you, they sold this kind of like oh this is going to be you know the mighty Thor's movie but ultimately it's Thor Love and Thunder so it's Thor's movie but it's showing the the growth and I just love how more open he was and you know, kind of realizing more his purpose. Every movie, he realizes his purpose more and more. Um, so I, I think that Jane Foster and Mighty Thor served an amazing um, role in, Th- in Thor growing the fuck up. Um, 
Yeah, and I can see that, and I and I agree with that. I, I I agree with the purpose, and I'm not saying that she needs to come back for. I mean, I just love the character of the Mighty Thor, and I hate yeah, that no, 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 they were great. That she's out of the series, and I, and I could understand her not necessarily coming back to being a to being a love interest, a human valuable live live love interest, um, for Thor. Um, I get that. And, just because of the way it ended with her and spoiler alert Valhalla um, that we will see her in some sort of way um, maybe she comes to him as a, an apparition or a spirit or something like that um, if they can get a cameo which I'm sure in a cameo basis yeah they probably could but as far as the character of the mighty Thor I would love to see her live on on her own like and that was one of the great that was one of the great things i like the women were their own badasses who come in like ultimately she's the one who spoiler alert comes in to save the day for thor she comes in to save thor you know um so ultimately she's the one like they said at the end in this case it wasn't necessarily thor so i get that but i just i would love to see the character live on in some other in some other form would you um, be okay with somebody else being mighty thor i would be i could, I could be okay it, especially if it was um their own series and you know how sometimes the disney like kind of like loki or how they're in a different universe or a different time or especially even if they do do asgard with the factory and they put mighty thor in that we know thor is not based in new asgard that he basically pops in and out um so yeah she could so this character could be her own entity if that makes sense she could be in um wandavision's um other universe <laughs> the one pops everybody yeah or you know uh, like there's so many universes where wanda is Wanda, without being, you know, the evilness that she became mm-hmm. as Scarlet Witch, maybe Scarlet Mighty Witch. Thor can be in one of those universes. I don't know. Yeah, but so I, I just in the movie version and why they did what they did, and I, I thought that was a good ending. Um, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, one of the other characters I love. I love Korg, the rock dude. I think he's a great narrator and a great friend. He was fun. Have that key British humor, that sly humor, that slick humor that it takes you a moment and you're like, oh, that shit was funny. Like, I love Ford. <laughs> um, and, and, and his narration. And one of my favorite scenes was when they went to visit uh, in Chris Hemsworth's store and all his clients had to get naked. Uh, and I know <laughs> you every- went too hard! <laughs> <laughs> it was in the trailer and still worth it, y'all. It was in the trailer, and it's still worth it. But the best part to me, the part that I think, because his body, because homeboy is fine as fuck, okay? Fine as fuck. Um, In my best jersey, shout out to Tammy, who, you know, (laughs) we're doing today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so in my best jersey accent, but the best part of that scene was I think something that may have gotten overlooked was the big ass rest in peace Loki to his back. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she has really like you, that. That's just another thing that just shows you how far for was just how far was on his whole journey. Why he had gotten so lost. It was like it took him to it took because. Towards the end, him and Loki, or some version of him and Loki, they had reached an understanding where they may have despised each other, problems with each other, but at the end of the day, it's still my brother. You know, um, it's like I can fight with him all I want to, but no one else better fight with him. And for someone else to kill them and for him to die the way he died in Ragnarok, it you know, it was just a thing. But what's he gonna do when he realizes he's not actually dead? I know that would be awesome. Maybe we'll see a pop up <laughs> of him in uh, the second season. Of I Loki. hope. I um, yo no, forget the second episode, the, the second season of Loki. Loki needs to return to the Marvel universe fully. All right, I want to see him the, in another movie. To the MCU, like to the yeah, he needs to be he, yeah. yeah, he needs to be in the movie version. Cause Loki alive, I, I need Loki to come back. He's one of the most popular anti heroes in the whole entire series. Like, come on. I still say, I I still say that Loki, especially after seeing the set, the, uh, the, the Loki series, I'm still saying Loki could probably carry his own movie. And I, yep. opinion, I would honestly rather see a full Loki movie and what they could do with that rather than another Doctor Strange movie. Yo, Eddie. You speaking my language right now, Eddie. You speaking my language because you know how I feel about Doctor Strange. And Loki is my boy. So, yeah. Can Loki get his own movie rather than giving Doctor Strange number three? Like, I think they I think they missed the boat on this one. I probably would have given Loki the movies and Doctor Strange the TV series. You know what? You know. I could get behind that. I think... Doctor Strange in small doses would have worked, but you got to also remember, they didn't... I don't think they anticipate, like, I don't think they were ready for how popular Loki would end up becoming. Like, because, you know, like, Loki was not supposed to last as long as he did. Yeah. And, and, and he ended up lasting as long as he did because of the popularity of the character, but also the actor who played the character. Can I already admit Marvel is like behind on listening to the care to what the characters want because you know people were screaming for a Black Widow um, movie and I and I back to if they would have done Black Widow movie when they were supposed to and I know part of the reason why it wasn't the biggest success was because it came out mid COVID and all of that kind of stuff but they done the movie originally when they were supposed to, I think it would have been more popular. And that was before everyone realized that she was dead in the universe. I mean, I still think the movie was great. We, we already reviewed it, but um, so they, 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 they kind of missed the boat on whoever's listening to um, the people who were, the, the people who were in charge of listening to the fans and what the temperature of certain reactions. I think sometimes they're a little tone deaf. And they get they get it in their idea that uh, we have this thing already set, so we have to do it like this. And they're not so I, I guess they're not very fluid in their thinking or their reading the room or the temperature of what the people you, want. So you know what I'm thinking? Like I, I wonder, and I'm sorry, y'all. Like this is going a little off the Thor train, but I wonder with the popularity of Black Widow and how people really love Yelena, right? 
why did she not get her series? I wonder that because Echo got her series. Echo got her series. And I'm not I'm not taking away from the popularity of Echo, what she did. And I understand like it was kind of in the works already. Um, on one of the reasons why they introduced Echo in um Hawkeye series, but on the popularity of like how amazing Yelena was in the Black Widow movie and then how amazing she was in Hawkeye and then leading to her dynamics with, oh gosh, I want to say Hawk Girl, but I know that's not her actual name. Um, I forgot what the girl's name is. Oh, shoot. H- Haley's character. Sorry, I-, I can't think of um her character's name in the show. Um, like, how did she not get her own series? I'm just putting that out I there. I think I would be okay say, with that. <laughs> yeah, I think she is. Um, that's why they introduced her. I want to say she's MCU, like she is the next Black Widow. So when we see the next iteration of the Black Widow, it's going to be Yelena. Um, I, but I, I, I think she she is getting a series. I want to say it's either going to be in the movie or. Disney Plus, but we haven't seen the last of Elena, and I think she is going to be um, a standalone. So, um, okay. yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I loved her. She she was amazing. So, back to uh, Thor. Thor before we wrapped up. Um, you know, we always get sidetracked. Off the, we we kind of lost the, the plot a little bit ourselves, but um, I hated Russell Crowe's Zeus. I'm just going to put out um, that was hilarious, yo. He, go ahead. It, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I understood the whole reasoning for going there, but besides his lightning bolt doing this great magic trick thing, you know, I didn't understand mm-hmm. what made it so powerful because ultimately it failed at doing what they needed it to do, like at saving, helping them save the universe or anything like that. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? I, so I am a huge Greek mythology and Roman mythology like person, like Her- Hercules, the series, Xena, all of that. Um, I think Russell Crowe played Zeus to form. Um, Zeus was always selfish. He always thought he was better. And we always have to remember, he's the one that turned Hera into the villain that she ultimately becomes because of the fact that he was continuously cheating on her and making a whole bunch of other half-god babies, um, including Hercules. Um, but I liked it, because I thought it was comic relief. Like, I was just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. But it worked for me. And the reason why it worked is because Thor is one of the silliest um, series within the MCU. So I think making Zeus the ridi- like ridiculous just worked for me. Because it just went true to form to what Thor always brings to the series. Like, it's lighthearted in a way. And you're just like, this is, like, what is your purpose? What is your purpose? But that's a lot of parts of the Thor series. I kind of, I I really, I enjoyed the the Zeus. And then I got excited because I was just like, oh, my God. Yo, are they about to bring in all the gods? Because I'm down for that. Like, I'm down for them bringing some gods into the MCU. Well, we know, okay, so go back before I get to that part. Um, I understood Zeus's plot. You scenes, I love that scene. Like, you can't come to the earth. You can't come to the orgy. 
you're making me mad. I'm going to uninvite you to the orgy. You're not allowed to, you know, that part. I got it. I got the comic relief. I didn't hate Zeus as a character. I didn't Does that oh, make sense? Okay. Um, so I, I, I didn't like Russell Crowe as Zeus, but the character itself and the whole purpose of that scene and everything, I, you're right. It was comic relief. I thought it was funny. I didn't understand the whole, like I said, um, this one of the points, places where I think they kind of walked the plot a little bit was the significance of the lightning bolt besides doing great uh, party tricks, like being that great magic thing, like that, oh, uh, that, um, I didn't get it because ultimately it didn't do much. It didn't do what they were, what they went through all that trouble to get it to do. So that to me kind of seemed to be a waste. Um, but, you know, maybe we'll see it pop up again. Um, I do like Greek mythology. Um, I'm more of a casual observer of it, but I know who the gods are. I, I think it's really fascinating. Um, and for those of you who are fans of Greek mythology, see another iteration of Thor, I highly recommend the Ragnarok series on um, Netflix. It is really good. Um, sweet. Have you seen that? I have, and I'm going to disagree with you, but go ahead. You didn't like it? No. Um, I like it. It's more of a serious, it's a different take. It's Swedish, and it's more of a, it's more of a serious uh, human versus God type thing where they're and how um, it's different, and I, I really enjoyed it. So we have a different opinion on that. But I would recommend if you want to see another version of Thor um, outside of the MCU. But, um, so yeah, I would say, spoiler alert, second end credit scene, um, I think we are going to get the gods because he's Hercules. Um, and so he sends Hercules after, after Thor. And I had to look. He's gonna be a bad guy in the series or anti-hero, and but somehow ultimately Hercules does with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we'll see what happens. Um, are you excited about that potentially, possibly happening? Yeah, although I'm not a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I am excited about Hercules joining the MCU. Um, I don't know if he'll be. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I I think it's some of that comic relief. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Guardians three. Um, but, um, I, I, I don't know if he ends up in the MCU as part of Guardians of the Galaxy. I just know that ultimately in the comics and the series, that's who he, that's who he rides with. Um, well, they introduced him. So obviously he's probably going to end up where, you know, he does in the comics. With, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, we will see what happens. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you um, or hated about this? I'll do a quick, like, summary um, of my opinion before we get to the ratings. Um, I will okay. say, like, there... I, I, I enjoyed it. Now, I'm not going to say, like, it's inter entertaining 100% every single minute. They got you going every single minute. That is not the case. But what I will say is that the silliness of Thor worked for me in this movie more than any other movie. And I love Ragnarok, but Ragnarok was more of a darker 
um, it was a more successful dark world on going a little bit darker when it came to Thor. Um, I think that with this one, Thor was like lighthearted and silly and ridiculous in some ways, but it just worked. And I also think that um, the whole Jane aspect of it really worked as well. Like I, I think that was the best part of the whole movie was the dynamic of Thor and Jane. And I agree with you, seeing their relationship and the progression of their relationship. And then when he finally like, he kind of like goes off on her and he tells her why, where his stance is. And then he says, you know, I love you. And I'm like, I think like that's the first time we ever heard him say that to her. And so I, I really, really enjoyed it overall. Now, of course, there are going to be parts where you can, you know, you can have mixed reviews on it. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. And I think that um, anyone who goes and sees the movie will definitely enjoy it as well. Yeah, and like I said, it, it, it seems to have a love it or hate it type of response. And I fall smack dab in the middle. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, it is something I could watch again and probably something that once I do watch it again, I would probably about it. Like I yes. said, once I, I started writing down my thoughts, I realized that I I landed more positively on it after sitting on it for a little bit than um, initially. And when I walked out of the movie theater, I was, I was you know, um, but when I was writing down, I was like, okay, and the pros and the cons, you know, uh, I, I think there are some points where it missed the plot. Um, some things I didn't necessarily understand uh, I don't think more to explain clearly. So um, it being a shorter movie, I don't know if it really works for or against it. I think they could have taken a little bit more time to delve into a little bit more things, especially gore, um, the God Butcher, not to be with villainy um, or anything like that, but just to kind of connect some of the dots and some of his scenes earlier in the movie. You say gratuitous? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's the SAT word, y'all. Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> Bring oh, it back. Not, not to be gratuitous about it, meaning <laughs> not to just show it for the sake of showing it, not to be like violence porn or you know anything like that, but just to just to kind of get more of an idea of what he was truly capable of um, than than you know kidnapping kids or butchering one. Uh, asshole god and again this isn't for those who may be confused we're not talking god like you know we're talking about gods in the realm of greek mythology and all of that so um i feel like some of the people when they hear us talk about god and say some of the things no we're not talking about that god all right <laughs> um but, but yeah i, I I still, you know, I, I seem to have loved it more than I, I disliked it, which I'm okay with. And um, I still think that the Valkyrie, uh, they should really look into giving her her own series, um, possibly with the life. I love the idea about her rebuilding her sisterhood because in the in this movie, we really did get the sense that she was missing that, um, that she, you know, she, she was happy, she was okay with being king, but there was still, you still got the feeling that Thing and you realize it's her sisters, it's that love. So I would love for her to be able to set out on her own adventure and find her own purpose in her own self. Um, you know, something besides just being the king of new apps. 
I just love that Alfred and Tessa talk that much. And I agree with you. Um, the Mighty Thor was one of the strongest parts of the movie. Um, all right. So what are you going to rate this bad boy as? Um, I'm going to rate Thor as a 3.0. Three popcorns. I'm giving it three popcorns. Um, not to say I didn't enjoy it, but um, it is a very, very silly movie. It works for Thor, um, but compared to like other series, you know, I don't really do the silly. But um, so 3.0, that's a pretty good three popcorns, three popcorns. It's not a full, it's not a full bucket, it's not a full bucket, but there's still room for improvement. What about you, Eddie? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the most successful Thor series as far as openings and so far goes. It grossed well, almost of course it was. million. Dollars. Um, so, you know, looking at that, but um, which is surprising considering, you know, but I will say I agree with you. Um, I also gave um, again, I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, I would recommend it if you're a Thor fan. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan, just for the continuation of the universe, go in knowing that it's going to be a bit silly. Do not, absolutely do not go into this movie thinking that it's going to be a, a continuation of Ragnarok as far as quality or um, storytelling. Um, so don't go in with expectations of seeing Ragnarok. Just because hey, it made more money than Ragnarok. It did, it did. Um, just because Taika Waititi wrote and directed it, uh, you know, it, it, and I guess that's what I could say is it does give you the full Taika Waititi experience. One of those, um, he's one of your more abstract filmmakers. So uh, yeah, but I am a I am a Taika fan. So um, like I said, I, I I didn't love it, didn't hate it, give it a solid three. Um, so. Um, especially if you are a Thor fan um, or if you just want some something silly to go um, take your mind off of everything else that's going on in the real world, Thor is a great two hours of escapism. Right. Uh, so that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down coming to you live from Chanley's car. Mm-hmm. In Not my car, my of, mom's car, but yes. <laughs> in the swamps of Jersey. Shout out. Boom. I know, I know Texas not talking. I know Texas not talking right now. Y'all can't even get no, your grid together. <laughs> Y'all can't even guys, get your grid together. Shit, it's 100 degrees here. And they talk, exactly. and they talk about. Exactly. I'll take talk my about, swap land any day of the week, Eddie. <laughs> 100 degrees. Eddie's fool said, don't run major appliances from 2 to 8 and turn your AC up. Like, are y'all fucking crazy? Anyway. Uh, and some places exactly. are having breath. Some places are having brownouts in in the fucking mm-hmm. energy capital of the country. So, hey, what can I say? But please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify Podcasts, and or Amazon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this is growing up to the big time. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcornwindown.com. The daily uh-huh. wind down, the daily made its official return. So catch up daily. Um, that's it. That's the plug. I heard my little pop, pop, pop sound effect. See, gotta go to Jersey. <laughs> um, thank you as always, and be sure to join us this week when we discuss. I'm excited about this one. 
Money Heist Korea. Have you watched it yet? Next week. I take, I take that as a no. So until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye.